This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Your 20-hour break is over. Now back to the only morning show born in Idaho. Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Do you know what today is? Yes, of course. Well, it's Groundhog Day. That's right, Woodchuck Chuckers. It's Groundhog Day! Punxsutawney Phil, the seer of seers, prognosticator of prognosticators. What's it going to be? Six more weeks of winter, I say. Six more weeks of winter. Or it could be the coming of an early spring. You think it's going to be an early spring? Who knows? Punxsutawney Phil. Showtime. Well, uh, apparently Punxsutawney Phil... Um, this morning is predicting an early swing, spring. Yeah, he saw his shadow. No, wait. Oh, he didn't see his shadow. Did not see his shadow. And therefore was not scared and did not go back into wherever he lives. His hole. Right. So uh, the whole thing turned out well. Doesn't very often uh, happen that uh, he does not see his shadow. The majority of the time he sees his shadow. Yeah. But I think we already know that spring is looking like it's already here in some parts of the country. Uh, Lucky, uh, luckily, today uh, parts of Pennsylvania are uh, uh, overcast. So, hey, early spring. Don't put too much stock in Punxsutawney Phil's uh, predictions. By the way, he's uh, been making them since 1886, mm-hmm. um, and he has been right a grand total of about 39 percent of the time. <laughs> so, you're actually better flipping. A actually, coin. he's better at betting than I am. <laughs> um, some other facts about uh, Groundhog Day last year: third straight year that Phil uh, spotted his shadow, signaling six more weeks of winter. That's yeah. the usual predictions, as I said. Uh, coming in today, he'd seen his shadow 107 times. Plus one partial shadow back in 1942. He's only not seen his shadow. Um, Who knows? Maybe it was a partly sunny, partly cloudy day. Didn't see his shadow and then saw his shadow as he walked out a little bit further. You can have a light colored shadow that you don't see very well. But I don't. I don't think it, it. It doesn't work out that you only see like part of your shadow. Well, it did because he had a partial shadow in 1942. All right. Wonder if it had something to do with World War II. My guess is no. Being that 1940. Now, now I'm going to have to look it up. All right. I'm. I'm going to predict that it has something to 19, do with, 19, with World War. 1940. What? 42. Yeah, that would have been during World War II. You're correct. Um, they used to eat. Uh, Phil, after he made his prediction, did you know that? <laughs> That's not very cool, but so they, they used to, to do it. So they got their fill of Phil. Then. Yeah. Okay. They and served him up after the first official Groundhog Day back in the 1880s. Uh, the reports were that he was quite tender, and it was a huge feast. So not We like Groundhog. He was, but, he was the, uh, you know, But, I mean, master. sausage patties are what I like. <laughs> That's the kind of Groundhog. Uh, despite the fact officials of Groundhog Club claim he's immortal, he supposedly drinks something called the Elixir of Life every summer. And they've been using the same groundhog since they, they stopped eating him, supposedly. Phil, yeah. Phil has a wife. Did you know that? Call me skeptical about the... No, not the wife, the other part. Phil has a wife. Did you know that? I did not. Phyllis is her name. They've never had kids. The Groundhog Club says she, however, does not drink the elixir of life and isn't immortal. So, Punxsutawney Phil has had numerous wives but every wife it's kind of a coincidence that he meets is uh, phyllis and, and they're all groundhogs mm-hmm. yeah get around round round he gets around 
Now, there was at one point where it, they almost had 60 more weeks of winter. 60? 60. How did that work? During Prohibition, Phil threatened to take drastic action. He said if they didn't give him a drink, he'd impose 60 more weeks of winter. I see. <laughs> Which would be a year plus two more months. Uh, Gobbler's Knob, by the way, uh, attracts thousands. The record was around 40,000 back in 2020. And then the next year, zero. Oh, because of COVID. COVID. <laughs> they did it virtually in 2021 because of COVID. I didn't even know COVID. groundhogs could get COVID. Uh, well, apparently it's the people around, um, you know, the 40,000 people who show up every year that can get and give COVID. Yeah, that would make more sense. Now, here's the interesting um, part of this. You know, like thirty to 40,000 people show up every year now. Mm-hmm. Before Bill Murray's movie, Groundhog Day, do you know what the average number of people showing up for Groundhog mm-hmm. Day was? Eight? About 1,500 to 2,000. Well, that's considerably fewer. So, uh, Bill Murray, which I love that movie. Andy My McDowell. hates that movie. Really? I, I love that movie. You're kidding. Yeah. Because of that movie, this has really been a huge boon for the economy of... Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott was in there, yeah. Brian Doyle Murray. And it based on a true story. That was the other cool thing. It is 10 minutes okay. after 6. Wait, it was? Yeah. I didn't know Lo- that. Part. Loosely based on a true story. Loosely based on a true story. <laughs> yeah. Some of it was true. Why does that sound like the political speech? It was a movie I was hey, watching. The things the, I'm telling you are loosely based on the truth. Well, a movie I was watching the other night, um, and again, it was loosely based on a true story, and at the very beginning it says, some of these facts are true. <laughs> Fantastic. If, if the other facts, isn't, like, isn't a fact supposed to be true? That would be like Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter. Yeah. Yes, there was an Abraham Lincoln, but that's about <laughs> as far as it yeah, goes. Yeah, wasn't a vampire hunter. Um, anyway... I haven't no official word yet. We won't get until the uh, sun comes up here in Boise because uh, we do have a, an official groundhog here at Zoo Boise. Do we? Yep. So we'll find out what you know our area is going to have, uh, whether it's an early spring or not. But uh, Punks Honeyfell officially did not. I figured we'd have shadow this morning. I figured we'd have a rock chuck. That's kind of what a groundhog is. Groundhog is. I don't. It? I don't know the difference. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it is a ground. Uh, it's not actually a ground hog. <laughs> I think it is a woodchuck. Um, coming up for you this morning, it is Friday, and every Thursday and Friday morning, we, of course, talk to the uh, lawmakers yesterday, the Senate. Today, the House of Representatives uh, will be in the building. Representative uh, Nate Roberts, Democrat, District 29 in Pocatello, will be with us coming up here at 835 this morning, and that will be followed up a little bit after that. It's about 845. Republican Representative Jason Monks, District 22 in Meridian, will be uh, with us this morning. So we'll be talking about some of the uh, new laws, their thoughts on some of the new laws uh, that have been uh, proposed. Even now, we're over a month into the session. Um, Some of them have already uh, moved out of the House. Uh, None of them, by the way. Uh, we don't have a single bill as of yet that has passed the House and the Senate and gone to the governor's desk. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah. So... They, I mean, they've got two so more months before they have to leave town, right? It's been productively futile. <laughs> um, those are some of the things that we will be talking about this morning. And, of course, today is Open Phone Friday. Mm-hmm. So, in addition to that, we will... 
talk about anything that you would like to talk about. Phone number to get through is 208-336-3700. And you that can also, be groundhog related or not. Yep. Yeah, you can also call us toll free 1-800-529-5264 from wherever you may be listening. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, we know you can't always call, but if you'd like to partake in the show, you can do that by uh, a couple of different ways, either emailing us, chris at kboi.com, or mike at kboi.com, or texting us, same as the main number. What, what does Tracy not like about that movie? Is is it the fact that that's not real and couldn't happen? I, I think it's, uh, she doesn't like stupid movies. Um, uncomfortable humor. And there's a lot of uncomfortable humor in that movie. Like, she doesn't like the, the TV show The Office for the same reason. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with her. Um, if I had known this before we were married, you know, we may have had a discussion. Idiots are hilarious. Why I, think- I know. I, but she, the, the uncomfortable humor part of television shows and movies, she just doesn't like. And, and the same with, um, you know, Bill Mur- Murray is kind of a guy with uncomfortable humor. He doesn't like, she doesn't like the, those type of comics either. Okay. Yeah. So now you put Law and Order and she, she's happy. Yeah. Hours and hours on end. Those guys say something funny about once every half hour. Exactly. No, the beginning of every show, they say one, one funny joke. What's that? At the beginning. Well, it's a different joke every time. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like that, that's how the beginning of every Joe show starts. One of the guys says, you know, a joke, dark humors, but it's still considered a joke. All right. Already a text message dark, this morning. Dark in. humor, good. Uncomfortable humor, not good. Uh, good morning, guys. This is Jerry. I'm driving to Seattle area to see my kids and grandkids. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Jerry, thank you, you thank too, Jerry. You. Um, listen as long as you can. Most people can listen all the way into um, going up Stevens Pass, whichever way you, uh, that you're going to be going in as you head up into that pass. But thanks for listening, and drive carefully this morning. KBOI News Time is 6.15. Uh, let's get our first check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, by the way, stick around. We do have a final pair of tickets to Saturday's game. I'll tell you how you can win those coming up here in just a couple minutes. This sports update brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. Chef Ollie and all his staff already there as they are very early every morning making up their deliciousness from scratch. That's right. It's not out of a frozen bag or out of a can. They make it up every morning for you. That's why it's so good. Get into Pork Belly today in CUNA. In men's college basketball, Air Force visits Boise State Saturday at 2 p.m., the Falcons are 8-12 and 12 overall this season and just 1-7 and seven in the Mountain West. They're in last place. The Broncos are 15-6 and six overall. They're 6-2 and two in conference, good for second right now. Boise State has won three of their last four games. Air Force has won one of their last 11. In top 25 in regional NCAA games Thursday, Stephen F. Austin beat Utah Valley 77-72. Weber State topped Northern Arizona 72-70. It was Northern Colorado over Idaho State in two overtimes, 91-86. Texas Arlington beat Southern Utah, number 11 Arizona, top California. Montana beat Idaho, 73-70. Nebraska upset number 6 Wisconsin in overtime, 80-72. Montana State beat Eastern Washington. Utah Tech top Texas Rio Grande Valley. Grand Canyon beat Seattle in overtime, 95-88. Portland beat Pacific. Oregon top Southern Cal. And UCLA beat Oregon State, 70-63. That's sports. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 622, it is 43 degrees in downtown Boise, which is uh, still not uh, normal temperatures for this time of year, but it's uh, better than the 58 it was at this time yesterday. A little closer to normal anyway. 
Um, our phone lines are open at 208-336-3700 if you want to get through and take part in Open Phones Friday. Also, uh, texting underway right now. We have one final pair of tickets. Boise State taking on Air Force. And Boise State could find themselves back tied for first place after this weekend. But they have to beat Air Force and then hope San Diego State beats Utah State, which is a uh, possibility because San Diego State has got a pretty good team. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Boise State has to continue to uh, keep winning and not overlook Air Force. We have tickets for you to go to the game absolutely free. All you have to do is text the word Broncos. One word today, just Broncos to 208-336-3700. And then coming up here later this morning, we will pick one person at random to get uh, those free pair of tickets once again these are the final pair of tickets keep in mind if you do win or if you want to enter to win uh, you do have to pick up these tickets before five o'clock this afternoon when we close so that's uh, an important thing because we're not open tomorrow uh, and, and, yeah. I, and, and I've tried that at Extra Mile Arena. They won't just believe you used to no, have the tickets. No, yeah, you you got to have. They're they're pretty strict. They're a lot more strict than they used to be. Um, just in the fact that uh, everybody gets searched as you uh, walk in now, and you're not able to take bags above a certain size. Mm-hmm. Things like you know, things like that. You're not you're not able to bring in your own water bottles and drinks and food, so that you can save thirty bucks. It's expensive to eat dinner there. Yeah, and, that, and that was per person. Popcorn and uh, a soft drink last week. It was $22. Holy cow. Yeah. It's like going to a movie. Was it the best popcorn you ever had? <laughs> no, not even close. No, that's too bad. <laughs> uh, Ryan writes in email uh, this morning. It is Open Phones Friday. Ryan says, hello, Mike. We hear about all the mental health issues and drug use and everything these days. Are you aware of the number of Gen Z and millennials that do not work or are on disability for mental health things? The numbers would shock you. My brother is a social worker, and I asked him about why so many people are on disability. His response was, because they know they can get paid by the government and do not have to work. USA, in my opinion, is headed to a catastrophe with these lazy generations that are coming well, up. You can get used to not having uh, very much money. I suppose that's okay. Yeah, but I mean, if you're not doing anything except sitting home and watching television all, all day, you, that's probably, true. you probably don't need much money. You, you're making more from the government than you would without them. Yeah. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, we'll take a break here. News is coming up here next. Phone lines, as I mentioned, are open. It is Open Phones Friday. What do you want to talk about? That's what it's all about coming up on Friday morning. So once again, if you want to get through, um, and we understand some people can't always call, you can email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. That's right, woodchuck chuckers. It's Groundhog Day. Get up and sit that hog out there. Yeah. Come here, Groundhog. <laughs> six six thirty three. I know when I go home later today, uh, Groundhog Day will be on, and I will watch it for the hundred and eleventh time. Yeah. Groundhog did not see his shadow. That means uh, we have an early spring. Um, so plan on about March 21st is I my like, guess. I felt like we've had ours for yeah, a, a couple you know, of weeks. A, yeah, a couple of weeks already. We, we had the polar vortex, uh, and then after that left, it just said, here, um, we don't like it here anymore. You take over. Springtime, 43 degrees in downtown Boise right now, which is uh, about 10 to 12 degrees above normal temperatures for this time of year. There you go. 
It is Friday coming up this morning at uh, 9 o'clock. We've got a couple of KBY Sweet Deals up for grabs for you today. $50 gift certificates for each of these deals for only $25. The uh, first one you can take advantage of is Locking Horns Riverside in Horseshoe Bend. Uh, it's located right on the Payette River. Just a short drive from Boise and Eagle. Um, featuring large menu, wide variety of options. You like steak? They got steaks. You want burgers, fries? They have that. Pizzas? A whole list of Idaho uh, favorites for you. Uh, like finger steaks? Yeah. Uh, you can get those all at Locking Horns Riverside. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the weather's good, you can sit out right on the uh, patio right next to the Payette River. The other deal on uh, location uh, we have this morning for you at 9 o'clock is $50 gift certificate for $25 from Tropical Smoothie Cafe. But By the way, they dropped off some food for oh, us yeah. yesterday, so we got to try it. Yum, yum. The, um, uh, the smoothies were really good. There was, uh, uh, they had bowls that had like yogurt and granola. The yogurt and, uh, was really, really and, good. Uh, all sorts of uh, fruit in them. Those were delicious. And they also had uh, veggie sandwiches that were really good. I mean, well, those the, the wraps. I, I well, yeah, yeah. I, I normally um, like meat in mine, but the, the, these were terrific. They they actually were pretty good because yeah. I'm the same way. It's like if I'm going to have a wrap, it's going to have some meat in it. Um, but uh, I would say I could be a vegetarian if it weren't for the no meat thing. <laughs> uh, the bacon would be the killer for me. Exactly. Uh, once again, that deal, and they do serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, in addition to tropical smoothies, a whole bunch of different flavors of tro- tropical smoothies. So you can take advantage of that once again. First come, first serve. Goes on sale, 9 o'clock sharp. You know the deal. You go to KBOI.com, click on that sweet deal just before 9, and then hit refresh uh, at 9 o'clock so that you can get in on that. And you can take advantage of both. Uh, so one each or both uh, you can take advantage of. And don't forget, there are other sweet deals available right now. If you don't want to wait until then, you can go to KBOI.com, click on the sweet deal link for those too. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Stock market futures uh, just uh, had a big drop. They just uh, announced the jobs report here just a little bit uh, ago, and uh, it, it ticked up, which you would think that that would be bad news, so that would be good news for the stock market. Um, doesn't look that way. NASDAQ is uh, up a bunch again today, but the Dow is down now 61 points after being up 350 points yesterday. NASDAQ was up uh, a little over 300 points. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates on the way. Coming up here in about 35 minutes to try to go through all the numbers and figure out what it means. In the meantime, don't forget you are texting right now, 208-336-3700. Text the word Broncos. We've got tickets to the BSU Air Force game on Saturday. It's also open phones Friday. Mike in Nampa, listening online this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, thanks, guys. Hey, um, real quick, I hope. Um, The lead-in happened a couple days ago when... One of your regular advertisers, somebody called in, or somebody somebody picked them off somehow and complained about his long ads and he doesn't like his stories and so on. And oh, I, they, I they don't like uh, the stories that uh, Kenny at uh, Cloverdale Plumbing. Yeah, Plumber, uh, well, and I love and, his ads. Well, you know, and I can tell you, I just want to give you another feedback because. I don't know what the guy did and how he said it. You know, Kenny was kind of proud that they used, in his words, technology to trace the guy down so he could talk to him direct. I called Kenny direct, and and 
I didn't get a call back, so he didn't need technology. I I called him, but but my main thing was is is it's really for you guys because you left that discussion. Again, I don't know how the guy presented himself, but you left the discussion like he woke up on the, the bad side of the bed or something. And I just wanted to tell you that he's that I also get um, perturbed with these long commercials. They're, 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 everybody's got the right to do it, and, and I guess maybe they have advertising companies that tell them that this is all cool. But the thing is, and and apparently it it just happens to be in the plumbing trade because the other plumber does the same thing. But uh, and frankly, hey, Kenny's best commercial is the one where the, another co- plumbing companies leave their phone number to call during holiday breaks when other companies are gone to call Kenny at Cloverdale. So because <laughs> he he sends his guys out. No, I, I, I get it, I get it, but. And I don't have a favorite one from that Meridian outfit, but regardless. You don't like commercials. (laughs) No, I'm just saying, I'm saying that it's like a song. If you, if, and, and, but different from the past, and I'm an elderly guy, I guess, our choices are just a fingertip away to switch to another place. So it's like a bad song, but we don't have to play with the dial. We just push a button. And when we push a button, if the button we push to has something on there that we like, we'll stay there. So, again, I know these two guys are heavy advertisers, and I love they have the right, you have the right, but not everybody that doesn't like it is waking up on the bad side of the bed. It's just like a bad song. Push the button, go to another station. Well, you, you do, you do come, realize it, it, it isn't you know, something, it's not by law that we uh, uh, do it. It's because, you know, people like Chris, myself, and Nate, you know, make so much money that they have to pay us, and that's the only place that our money comes from <laughs> is from advertisers like that. Well, uh, I, 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 I get your point of humor. I'm just giving you some feedback. But apparently, it, It's, it's yeah, humor, apparently, but it's also, it's also true. I mean, that, that is the only way that a radio station has you, income, and we have expenses that we you, have to cover. You, you mentioned... I, uh, you no, mentioned, no, no. I, I get it, and I and I listen to commercials. It's just that the extra long ones, which just happen you, to you be realize our company. our commercials are all sixty seconds or thirty maximum. seconds or fifteen seconds. Yeah, even, even the no ones extra that, long commercials. Yeah, the ones that you're calling long apparently just seem long to you because you don't care for them because they top out at sixty seconds. You know, again, I'm not in the advertising business, and you you might be right. Um, I have heard that, for instance, the same commercial for a company being done on another station, but they use a nice, friendlier voice. And I've said to myself, "Well, Mike, is it because of the voice?" I mean, I get it. I I, I and I get your point. I get your point. All I can say is that. Maybe it's the frequency of the commercial of the same commercial. It's just like again a song. Once, yeah. once it comes on, if I don't like the commercial, it's so easy to push yeah. the button and leave well, we, you. We know we and, listen to the radio too. So. Yeah. yeah, it's it, we don't have a special radio we get to listen to. We listen to the same one you do. So um, <laughs> thank you. Though our 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 radio also has commercials. So 
Um, I, don't, I, I mean, it's, it's a necessary evil. It's a necessary mm-hmm. evil of television. Um, I guess the, the thing we could do, which I don't think would work, um, because I would never listen to us if I had to pay nineteen ninety five a month to listen to a, a radio. I don't get serious for that reason, because I don't think it's worth $13 a month to not have commercials, um, because I can listen for free in other places and would rather spend my money someplace else. So right. just necessary evil. Sorry. Um, but appreciate you listening anyway. Keep up the good work, and uh, maybe when a 60-second commercial comes on that you don't like, whistle for a while, 60 seconds. I promise you only have to listen to 60 seconds max, sometimes only 30 seconds, because that's the longest our commercials are. There. Hopefully that helps out. KBY News Time is uh, 646. Well, it really is Open Phones Friday, where we will talk about anything. Clearly. Uh, because we just did that. But that's what it's about. Friday is all about you. You had something you want to uh, talk about? Go ahead. Give us a call. 208-336-3700. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris. Live and local on News Talk KBOI. 6.56. Man, who uh, knew the uh, can of worms that our previous caller was going to open up on Open Phones uh, Friday? Uh, Gordon and Council listening on 93.1 FM this morning. Uh, you wanted to talk about our last phone call? I sure did. Everybody loves Kenny's of Cloverdale Plumbing's advertisements. He's charming. He has a very nice voice. And it's a cute story. And there's a message there that I am just so thankful to him. Everybody ought to take your hats off to him. He reminds us not to do things that send money out of the state of Idaho. He says he doesn't want to do a certain kind of business or a certain kind of need that would cause him to hire an out-of-state company. And he does not want to send money out of the state. Well, that's a, that is a message that Idahoans desperately need because the vultures, the billionaire vultures, that are trying to make a colony out of Idaho want us to find out-of-state companies to run our water system, out-of-state companies to drive our school buses, out-of-state companies to operate the hiring platform for hiring uh, people to operate a, a park. Right. There's Okay. Thank you. Thank you for the call, uh, Gordon. Um, you're not the only one uh, on the list of defenders this morning, besides uh, Chris and myself. Uh, Max and Boise, you're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Yeah. Good morning, Mike and Chris. Um, thanks for having me on your program. Um, a couple summers ago, I was on my way to one of your hometown breakfasts, and I heard Kenny from Cloverdale Plumbing at. Uh, uh, share his story, and it uh, really meant a lot to me because it mirrored my my uh, situation. Um, I got out of the air out of the um, air wing of the Navy in '86, and I went straight into operating engineers, and I moved dirt for 34 years. When I spoke to my father about my apprenticeship wage um, back in '86, '87, it was $19 and some change, and he said. As an electronic engineer working for Hughes Aircraft, I hire guys with two-year degrees that don't make any more than that. At wow. the end of 34 years, I was I ran specialty equipment that had two engines. We hooked up, so I got extra money for all that. It was over $50 an hour. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Kenny's story is compassionate towards men and women that if they don't want a college degree, they go out there, they go to work. He, he sets them up with a plan they can get their home paid for during their apprenticeship yeah, yeah. and have a life that, that provides for family, 
And uh, it's just a wonderful story. I had breakfast with him that morning. Can't call him a friend. I wish he was my friend, but <laughs> he's an, uh, an acquaintance of yeah. uh, newly retired like I am. Max, and I just wanted running to up on up time there. here. Uh, appreciate it and got your message. Thank you very much. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. News coming up here next. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 707, 43 degrees in downtown Boise. It's Open Phones Friday, and man, who knew the firestorm that one simple caller could uh, set off criticizing uh, a KBOI very good advertiser. Dylan and Boise listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, good morning. Uh, hey, I, I just got to say this, and I, I don't want – I'm an advertiser on this program. I don't want my name to be shared. That's not what this is about. Well, first of all, just let me say I, God bless you, and thanks for helping to pay our salaries. I, You're overpaid. But anyways, <laughs> um, I'm, but, um no, seriously. Remember this: this this platform also supports many small businesses. I'm a fourth generation Idahoan. I have a small business. I started advertising on KBY, and I mean this. I'm no no BS. I it was too good. I had to turn it back. It sounds silly, but I run a business where I'm not trying to grow it to be the giantest thing in the entire world. I just want to do. A really good so job. let I me get the, let me get this straight. You, you had to cut back advertising because it was working too good when you advertised on KBOI. For my type of business, yes. Wow, I was overwhelmed. I, I don't know how to even feel about that because that's probably why Chris and I didn't get a raise this year. So thanks a lot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Dylan. You folks are awesome. <laughs> this program is awesome. Well, thank you for thank calling you in. Um, thank heart. you for uh, supporting KBOI. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Thank you. Uh, Rick and Nampa listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hello, Rick. Are you there? You got to turn the radio down. Is it Rick or is it Ray? You're after. I'm asking uh, Rick. You. Is that your name? My name's Ray. Oh, Ray. Okay. Let's go with that then. Let's go. Yeah. Ray. <laughs> okay. Um, I got to make it quick because I got a customer. I'm, I'm here in Nampa and I have a coffee shop. And I've been listening to you guys for over 14 years. And I'll tell you, I love your station. And uh, whoever made that comment about uh, Kenny, I mean, uh, I think he's off his rocker because I uh, I love the guy. And um, I just want to say that uh, if you're going to get rid of somebody, get rid of Matt Walsh. <laughs> I hate that program, and I change the channel every time I hear it because he has to talk about something sexual, about homosexuals or heterosexuals or things changing their identity and all that crap. Somehow or another, he winds up talking about that in his program, and I hate it. So that's all I got to say. And But, but the good news, though, is, right, Rick, as soon as Nate Shellman comes on, you switch back right at 3 o'clock, right? Oh, I gotta, I gotta hear Nate. Yeah. yeah okay. No problem. Good, good for you. Thank you for the call. Yeah, we have to uh, contractually as well. Um, and then uh, let's get one more call, and then we'll, we'll move on for this because uh, I, who knew we were gonna be inundated with many calls this morning? And uh, here is the man, the myth, Kenny from Cloverdale Plumbing. 
Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How you doing today? We're, we're doing good. Don't good. change. Listen, don't hey, change uh, your commercials. We're just, They're great. We're, we're okay? just playing a little defense this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, a little bit. You know, I. Uh, um, they are only a minute long. I used to do thirty seconds, but I just had more to say than what thirty seconds can. Uh, can do, and so I started doing one-a-minute commercials, and every time I write a commercial, the first thing i got to start doing is cutting words out because they end up over a minute. But, uh, you know, those I like those one-minute commercials. fact is, the title of my first commercial, that was one minute, was called The Radio Tells the Story. And so that's what I've been trying to do ever since. And, yeah, I, I, I give my personal thoughts uh, a lot in there, but... Uh, uh, but you know, I just want to keep our name out in front of people. Um, to uh, I remember uh, being in a business meeting with someone, and they knew I was in the plumbing business, and I started out in the in the commercial uh, doing commercial jobs and stuff. And he said that he didn't even know that I did service work, and we've been doing service work for years. And it kind of put a, a, a light on me that hey, maybe I need to advertise a little bit and let it uh, and let them know. But you know, and this has been great. There was a customer, the first plumber I ever heard on the radio years ago, uh, told me one time, you know, Kenny, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. <laughs> That's true. Don't change your commercials, Kenny. They're 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 great. Well, and as, as, well, as you've heard, our list, listeners were coming to your defense this morning. So uh, keep up the good work, and you've been a longtime supporter of uh, KBOI, and uh, we appreciate it. You bet. Listen to you all the time. God bless you and the fine work you do, sir. All right. Move on now, right? We're done? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who for, knew? For now. Yeah. Who, who knew we were going to get that kind of uh, um, call-ins uh, this morning on that? It is Open Phones Friday. Anything can happen. Super Bowl is a little over a week away. Um, odds for the Super Bowl, have you uh, heard? Super Bowl 58. San Francisco, by the way, um, taking on uh, the... Uh, the 49ers are, are the slight favorite, aren't they? Two and a half point yeah, favorite. Two and a half points. Yeah. Two and a half point favorites. They, they, uh, ran right the, uh, they ran the thing they do every year, the, uh, the Madden um, simulation, and San Francisco won. So and, and those are right about as often, you know, as the groundhog. Yeah, if you're going to make a bet, you'd have to bet $130 to win $100 on San Francisco. Huh. That yeah, over underline 47.5 points. Seems like a relatively bad investment. Um this this will be interesting uh to watch the Chiefs Ravens game AFC Championship this year. Mhm. 55.4 million viewers the most in history for a playoff game and the they're they're guessing that based just on that game alone that the super bowl will set a brand new record this year because of the popularity of the san francisco 49ers and the kansas city chiefs and um what was the other thing oh yeah and, and taylor swift and well taylor swift do you know how much uh, they've done a, a a study nfl and for those of you people who think that the NFL is scripted, um, this may give a uh, little more ammunition for that fire. Um, Taylor Swift, they did a study. Taylor Swift this year, and keep in mind, she hasn't. She, she just started dating Travis Kelce partly through the mm-hmm. um, season. She has been worth $300 million to the NFL this year. Just by people tuning in to see just if, by people tuning in to see if she's up in the luxury box. All yeah, all that she in in 
it's not actual cash, but they figured that she's worth about $300 million to the NFL, her being a part of the NFL this year with Travis Kelce. Well, you've seen those, those T-shirts that say, Go Taylor's Boyfriend. <laughs> By the way, here's one of the bets. You can, you can make so many bets. They're expecting this will also be a record year for betting mm-hmm. for the uh, Super Bowl this year, just based on the record that was set for the Chiefs-Ravens um, playoff game. So they're expecting that to be a record. And when you have crazy bets for the Super Bowl, you get a lot of people. Um, one of the most unique bets this year, you can actually bet on what happened with Boise State during uh, the Fiesta Bowl a couple years ago. You can bet whether Travis Kelsey will bend a knee and ask Taylor Swift to get oh. married after the Super Bowl. I see. Plus 190. That he will get down on a knee and minus 250 that he won't do it. <laughs> so if you want to make that bet, do you think Travis and Taylor will get uh, they, engaged to the, the Super Bowl? They, they, they were taking bets, apparently for a short time. I guess they're not anymore. Uh, whether or not uh, she would make it to the Super Bowl on time because she performs in Tokyo Saturday night. But Oh, that would there's be, a, there, be there's tough. A, there's a 14-hour difference, so you can leave Tokyo at 2 a.m. on Sunday and uh, make it to Las Vegas before midnight Saturday. And she also doesn't fly commercials, so that helps out a little bit, too. KBOI Newstime, 715. Let's get a check on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Open for breakfast. Great way to start off your weekend. Great way to start off your Friday. Great way to start off every day. Get in for breakfast. Pork Belly, downtown Cuna. They are open up seven days a week, beginning at 7 a.m. The Boise State gymnastics team faces Iowa State tonight for a dual meet at Extra Mile Arena, beginning at 7 p.m., the theme of the meet is Era's Night. Speaking of Taylor Swift, the first 200 fans get a custom Era's Night poster. The meet will feature twins competing against each other. Junior Emma Loyan of the Broncos competes on the beam and the floor. Junior Hannah Loyan of the Cyclones competes in vault, beam, bars, and floor. Three Boise State cross-country team members, Julia Kiesler, Joe Hudson, and Tom Patrick, were named Thursday to the 2023 U.S. Track and Field and Cross-Country Coaches Association Division I All-Academic List. To qualify, students must achieve both a 3.25 grade point average and finish in the top 25 at the NCAA Regional or National Championships. Both the Broncos men's and women's cross-country teams also earned team all-academic honors. The women's squad registered a 3.62 GPA, and the men earned a 3.21. That's sports. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 721, Jeremiah Bates with us uh, once again this morning. Uh, stock market had a pretty good day yesterday. Dow's up uh, 350 points, a little over that. Uh, NASDAQ up over 300 points, getting some of the uh, money lost from the previous day. However, it looks like we're not going to get a good start, at least for the Dow today, down 140 points right now. NASDAQ is uh, still up about 55, although NASDAQ was up almost 200 points in futures a little while ago. Um, that was before the jobs report was released. Blowout jobs report, much higher than expectations. U.S. added 353,000 jobs in the month of January, and that's well above the 170,000 that was the consensus estimate. This is the 37th consecutive month where we've seen job growth. We have the U.S. unemployment rate below 4% for 24 straight months. That's the longest streak since the 1960s. 
We're also seeing wage growth. Wage growth is up about 4.5%, and we have inflation at 3.4%. So that's boding well for workers. Bottom line is the takeaway on this is if there was any sliver of hope for anyone out there about the central bank cutting interest rates in March, that is completely off the table now. Because if you just look at all the data that has been coming in through these you know, macro uh, economic data reports that we've seen, whether it's the CPI, whether it's the GDP, whether it's the jobs report from ADP or the U.S. Um, Bureau of Labor from today, yeah, the economy's strong. Still a very hot job market, even though we've seen some headlines of some companies uh, implementing some layoffs. Do you have other sectors that are really pulling up the slack and adding to that? So we are seeing a bit of a reaction in futures market. <clears throat> I mean, Dow is down. We're seeing uh, the technology sector being largely buoyed by shares of Meta, which is up over 17% after wow. they had a very, very strong earnings report and announced their first ever dividend, by the way. So that's certainly... Uh, showing some optimism on Wall Street, so that'll live. That'll give a bit of a bump for the S and P 500 and a bit of a, a lift for the uh, for the Nasdaq. We're certainly seeing that reflected that jobs report and that realization of interest rates not getting cut as soon as what people anticipated. Seeing that reflected in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. So again, I mean, takeaway on this is the economy is still strong. We're seeing wage growth. Now the question becomes, what is this going to, will this translate into any higher inflation numbers down the line over the next two months? I think that's the kicker there. If we're not seeing inflation tick up and we're still seeing a, a strong job market, this is the Goldilocks scenario that ended, that people were talking about going into mid, uh, mid last year. Basically stating that, hey, we can lower inflation, we can still have a strong job market, and we can still keep interest rates high and not crater the economy. Well, from what we've seen right now, that certainly is the case. And we're starting to see, and we're also seeing companies beat on earnings expectations, and we're largely seeing those stocks uh, reflect their price. And I mean, there's some outliers where they they kind of were underwhelming, and that's going to always be the case. I mean, not every company is going to do well. Um, you're going to have some outperformers and underliers, but overall, I mean, the the higher percentage has been leaning towards most of the companies, especially within the S and P 500 that are reported earnings. They're beating their estimates. So overall, the start of the year has been pretty strong. I mean, across the board, whether you're looking at the economy, whether you're looking at the market. Um, and this job, this jobs number certainly uh, puts a puts a bow on all the numbers that were coming out of January. Yeah, interesting. You had said that uh, Amazon up seventeen percent. Oh, Meta, you, Meta, Meta, Meta up seventeen percent. Um, and I saw where the uh, CEO, and maybe you seen this too, uh, CEO will make just based on that seventy billion dollars a year on <laughs> dividends now. Yeah, I mean, because you got to you got to understand when you have the you know owners of the company like their executive team and these and generally they they own a, a huge percentage of the shares. I mean, it's a it's a large part of their compensation package. So when you go from Meta that was never instituting a dividend to now they're going to institute a consistent dividend. Oh yeah, I mean the the, the longtime holders of of Meta are certainly happy because listen, you're you're now. I mean, it's not going to be a like a like you're not going to buy Meta to get income, right? You can. Certainly, find better dividend-paying stocks if that is the goal that you're trying to achieve. But if you're if you're looking to get growth, Meta certainly checks that box, and it, yeah. they're going to pay a dividend on top of that, which you can use to reinvest. So, I mean, across the board, it's good for for holders, whether you're on the retail side of owning Meta or if you actually work in the company, like their CEO, and going to make. <laughs> <laughs> I, that that number is like my brain can't even 
uh, yeah, process and, and with dividends, it's not tangible. It, it, yeah, it's with it, with dividends. It's like per year um, on dividends. So it's just absolutely crazy type numbers. All right, we'll keep an eye on things, uh, see how things uh, purse out for the rest of the day, um, get some updates, and then we will talk to you again Monday. Thanks, gents. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 741-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Toll free from wherever you might be listening, 1-800-529-5264. I almost hate to uh, say this. Uh, it's Open Phones Friday, and we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Except commercials. <laughs> uh, we're done talking about that. Wow. Um, email in uh, that's, from... That's too bad. I got about five emails about <laughs> commercials. Uh, no name on this. Uh, says, Do, does your financial guy really think these unemployment numbers that he speaks of are accurate? Ask him what would happen if the stock market was closed for uh, good. Well, people would lose a lot of money. I'll tell you that much. Uh, retirement, my retirement count would go. Um, I, he knows that these numbers, uh, there's a good chance that they're not accurate. And we've talked about this with him uh, before. And I'm glad you brought this up because now that we are done through uh, 2023, we can look back. And the original number of jobs reported by the federal government in 2023 was resi- revised down Every single month, with the exception of July. So every month, the jobs reported by the government were not actually the number of jobs reported. So, And the same thing could happen here. As he mentioned, this was a blowout jobs report with 353,000 new jobs added in the month of January. We need to wait till February and March to see if it's going to be revised down again. Because it was revised down not just by a little each month. For the year, in 2023... The total number of jobs after all the uh, revising was actually 749,000 jobs less than what the government reported. So three quarters of a million jobs less than what they reported last year after they revised down every month. Now, what you don't see, you see the jobs um and the jobs report comes out and how it affects the stock market um, when the jobs report gets revised down month two months later um you don't you don't hear people talking a whole lot about it by the time you include all the monthly revisions and the annual benchmark revision about one quarter of all jobs we thought were added last year have been revised away that's according to ej antoni research fellow at the grover m herman center for federal budget the number of jobs was revised down as i told you every month in 2023 with the exception of july um, quoting here once again, if not an economic downturn, there must be something else causing the errors to almost all go in the same direction. And by a considerable magnitude, uh, magnitude, these patterns in the data clearly indicate that something is not quite right with the number crunching at the BLS last year. Have you checked other years to see if that's uh, I have not similar checked, to what happened? I have not checked every, uh, other years to know if they miss. Uh, they have revised every single month for the last I mean, 10 years. I, I think... If they did, somebody would say, "Hey, this is never accurate. We've revised yeah. every single month for the they, last ten years." Th- th- there, you know, there, there could be a, uh, a Guinness Book record uh, for the number of consecutive months being wrong. Now, in addition to that, a large section of Americans left the workforce following COVID nineteen, as we all know, right? 
Um, and a good portion of those have still not returned. The official unemployment rate in December was 3.7%, accounting for 6,268,000 Americans oh. who were without a job, and they, they were still looking for work. 100,540,000 jobless people being counted as not in the labor force. So there were a hundred over 100 million people, Americans, without jobs, who did not have a job and were not looking so they were not counted as unemployed. A hundred million? A hundred million, five hundred and forty thousand. I mean, that's more than a third of, of everybody. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's according to uh, data uh, from the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics. Hmm. I wouldn't have thought it was nearly that many. What? What are they doing? I mean, basically, they've got, they're on welfare, right? I don't know necessarily. I mean, it's unemployment, right? No, these these people are not on unemployment. They oh. are actively not looking for a job. A hundred million people, over a hundred million people, uh, they're not considered unemployed because they are not actively okay. looking for a job, even though they don't have a job. Hmm. That's a hundred million. How are they living? Are any of them, you know, independently wealthy? Maybe one or two, I would guess. Out of a hundred million, you know, the chances are there's going to be a few probably that yeah. don't need, you know, a job to work. Right? It's just, I mean, that's a that's a lot. Six the six million people actually showing up on the unemployment rate. Yet there's a hundred million that aren't, and the only reason they don't show up is because they're not actively looking for a job and not receive un, uh, receiving unemployment benefits, or their unemployment benefits have ran out. 208 336 Let's get a check uh, one more time on sports this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. The place to go. Breakfast, lunch. And if you like breakfast at lunch, yeah, it's one of those restaurants that will serve you breakfast at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Get into Pork Belly in CUNA. There was another trade Thursday night in Major League Baseball. The Orioles acquired 29-year-old right-handed starting pitcher Corbin Burns from the Brewers for shortstop Joey Ortiz and left-handed pitcher D.L. Hall. Burns is a three-time All-Star. He won the 2021 National League Cy Young Award and finished seventh in Cy Young voting in 2022 and eighth in 2023. In the NBA, there was a setback Thursday for the Philadelphia 76ers. Joel Embiid, uh, who last year won the League Most Valuable Player Award, was diagnosed with a lateral meniscus injury in his left knee. It isn't yet known how long Embiid will be out but he missed his 13th game of the season Thursday and has been ruled out for Saturday's game against Denver. The 76ers have six games scheduled in the next 11 days, and it is likely that Embiid will miss all of them. Embiid left Tuesday's game early after an opponent fell on his leg. That ended a 22-game streak of Embiid scoring at least 30 points in each game. In uh, NBA history, only two players have longer 30-point streaks, Wilt Chamberlain and James Harden, and that's sports. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. U.S. payrolls increased by 353,000 jobs in January, far higher than the 185,000 that were expected. 
That also exceeded the number of jobs added in December, which the Labor Department revised upward to 333,000. The unemployment rate steady at a half-century low 3.7%. All this means Americans are continuing to spend despite higher interest rates, and employers are willing to hire to meet that demand. And it could mean that the Fed's higher interest rates meant to slow inflation could be with us longer. Dave Packer, ABC News. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Jeff in uh, Boise, listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Hey, good morning. You guys were talking about uh, unemployed people in the United States. Yes. The number being 100 million. Well, that's unofficial unemployed people. I understand, but but I'm talking about that number includes retired people, children, like that's total population. It's, It's, you know, it's more than just people who were were of working age. Okay. So the number isn't quite as bad. You know, it's still bad, but it's not as bad as you think. Well, when you compare it to before uh, COVID, uh, for instance, that number was at about 90 to 95 million. So it's still kind of bad. Um, Yeah, it's about people (laughs) that didn't go back to work. Yeah. So it's since since before COVID, it's still 10 million more. Uh, people that aren't looking for jobs for whatever reason. Right, but I'm just saying we don't have 100 million, like, unemployed people who are, who should be working, right? right? Like, people who are retired, children, people who are sick, right? There's people who shouldn't be working that make up the the vast number of the number you're talking about. But those 10 million, I agree with you, 10 million is people that used to work and are not working we have we have what we call low participation rates right yeah the people who, the and those, people who and those numbers age, aren't aren't even counted in in the unemployment or employment I, numbers i agree they should be and or at least people should be made aware of them right we just yeah. need to make sure we make them aware in a way that makes it seem like 100 million people are sitting around waiting for the phone <laughs> to ring for a job right yeah they're not Anyways, thanks. Thank you for day. the call. Appreciate it. Um, you had asked uh, how how often um, that they revise yeah. downward uh, that happens this often. The pattern of consistent downward revisions has happened twice it, like that we're seeing now. It's happened in two prior recessions. It's a result of the market conditions changing so rapidly for the BLS to uh, adjust their methodology which in turn causes consistent errors in the measuring of non-farm, pay, uh, non-farm payrolls, mm. which would mean that even though we haven't heard the dreaded R word and that we're hoping that it's going to be a soft landing, that based on the fact that this has only happened, that they've had to revise downward so many times um, in, in reporting for unemployment and jobless numbers, that it happened the previous two times during recessions that we may be in a slight recession even mm. right now just because of of that maybe do they ever revise upward uh i think they do revise upwards too it just doesn't happen near as often as revising yeah. downwards all right and you never hear about it right right because it's two or three months later and you've already moved on you're getting reports from you know like right now we're getting reports now here in february for the january numbers the revised numbers for january won't come out until um, probably March, mm. and, and then you've moved on and you're getting you know new numbers, so people don't pay near as much attention. 
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, we'll take a break here. Still on the way for you this morning. It's Open Phones Friday. Continue to take your phone calls and emails. Talk about whatever you want. Don't forget we have not one, not two, three pair of uh, tickets to the All Boise right. State game. Thanks to Kenny and Cloverdale Plumbing. Text the word Broncos right now to 208-336-3700 to win. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Despite some layoffs at high-profile companies so far this year, the overall American jobs market is in solid shape with hiring accelerating. Now, there are still signs that some Americans are more worried about their job prospects. The number of workers who are quitting is at the lowest level in three years, which is a sign that workers aren't as positive about the prospect of getting a new job if they leave their current one. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. It is Open Phones Friday. Uh, we'll also talk about anything you want to talk about. And as you heard there, we are taking your text right now, not for just one pair of tickets. Thanks to Kenny from Cloverdale Plumbing, who's already dropped off the tickets. We have multiple tickets we're giving away this morning. And like I said, all you have to do is text Broncos to 208-336-3700, and we will choose uh, those people at random coming up here next hour to get those tickets for Boise State uh, Air Force. Ted writes in uh, email says that I am, for one, no longer in the job market, and I've been mentioning it all along. I have no job. I get no help from the government. My wife has taken up the workload in my household, and it's really not easy on her at all being the uh, working woman in Idaho. We scrimp and save and go without on any luxuries. That's how it can happen. Not proud of it at all. I am what's called the hardcore unemployable, apparently, because I'm not tech-savvy. Thank, thanks for the uh, acknowledgement. I knew that I wasn't alone. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you're you're definitely uh, not alone, alone, Ted. Thank you and for being, sharing yeah. your story. And, and you're you're not alone uh, being unemployed or being non-tech savvy. Uh, Corey writes in. I can see how politicians of both sides create and inflate job numbers for votes. Since the revised numbers aren't widely publicized, Biden loves to count post-COVID jobs as those he created, which we all know he didn't. Biden also uses Trump's low overall jobs numbers uh, that were widely impacted by the COVID shutdown in his final year. Let's see. Tim says, "Oh, this is a bit of a criticism." Tim says, if uh, unemployment rates were any lower, inflation would be much worse. But Casper keeps spreading gloom and doom. No, he's just reporting what the numbers are. <laughs> what, what did I say was doom and gloom? I don't know. John says... Uh, you know, if, if the unemployment rate uh, goes up, that's good news for the stock market. It is. It, it's not good. You know, it's good news for not good news for people who want a job. It's good news for mortgage com- companies. Right. It's good news if you uh, have been sitting on the sidelines, you couldn't afford a house because interest rates are too high. So it, that's not doom and gloom. That's all great news. That was the one thing mm. that the Fed has been saying that well, has yeah, been holding the, them back from cutting down, uh, cutting interest rates. And the, and the Fed chairman just the other day very uncharacteristically said, "Oh yeah, the, the economy's great." And it is, right? I mean, for uh, the 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 inflation rate has gone down, and this is one thing that everybody asks: prices if, haven't dropped, but the inflation rate well, has and, gone down. That, and that's that's what people miss because yeah. they they talk about you know why why is Biden keep saying the economy is so great when 
my personal experience is that it sucks. Because the one thing that you miss when you imp- report the inflation rate, which the target rate for the Fed is to get it down to around 2%. That's the target rate. We're at about 3.5% inflation right now. Which is the lowest we've been in a long, long time. So here's the problem of why it doesn't affect you, I, and if you're listening to us this morning. Mm-hmm. Because even though the inflation rate is at 3.5%, which is way better than the 6.5% last year and the 9.8% it was the year before that, when the interest or when the inflation rate was at 9.8%, that rate didn't drop. It didn't go away. Our, all our prices raised on an average of 9.8%. And then the next year, when uh, the average prices, the inflation rate was 6.5%. Those prices did not drop from where they increased two years ago and three years ago. It's just that they're not going up as fast as they did then which so, is sort of like second best so if you go back you know that's what that's why people aren't feeling this is in their pocketbook and, and why you know when you say hey the biden says the economy and bidenomics is working great well yeah it's working better than it did however it's not showing up in our pocketbooks because when you combine the 9.7 percent increase in, in prices or 9.8 percent increase in prices two years ago added to the 6.5 you know, all of a sudden now you're up 16%, price of increase 16%. The inflation rate this year is at 3.5, or this past year is 3.5%. You're at 19% prices increased over the last three years. That's what people, you know, that are asking the question, it's like, well, Biden's economy is going great. No, it's going better. It doesn't mean that it went back to what it was in 2020 or 2019 or anything like that. Pre-COVID. All those prices, yeah, all those prices... The price increases don't go away. It's just that they're not increasing as fast as fast. And when you when you look at the numbers, if you put all the last three years yeah. together for their inflation it's, rate at at that rate of nineteen percent, has your has your paycheck increased nineteen percent? I know mine hasn't. Very similar to when uh, a politician promises you that they're going to do something about uh, taxes, and what they do is make sure that they don't raise taxes as fast as they were. Yeah. But they still raise them. They still raise them, just not as fast as... You're right. It's the same thing. It's not a cut. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wire. So we'll get back to some of your phone calls coming up if you want to weigh in on this uh, after 9 o'clock, because uh, coming up next, we've got our Casper and Chris down near Impossible Question, followed by the House of Representative visits from the Idaho Legislature. We'll get to that coming up here on the way also in 20 minutes. When we come back, we've got a $50 gift certificate to Blaze Pizza. We'll be giving away with our Casper and Chris down near Impossible Question. That'll be right after Bronco Sports. T- Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris. Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. <laughs> it is going to be an early uh, spring, according to Punxsutawney Phil. And like did, I said, I did think it not started, see a shadow this morning. Started last week. Yeah. Especially here in Idaho, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a $50 uh, Blaze Pizza gift certificate, which kind of ties in nicely because, believe it or not, uh, at Blaze Pizza, you can get Groundhog on your uh, pizza at Blaze Pizza, any one of their locations throughout the uh, Treasure Valley. It's not actually the Groundhog Critter. It's, uh, you know, ground-up pork. So, 
but it's still Groundhog, so it kind of ties in nicely. Sure, why not? Um, Joan is going to get first crack at our question today. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network for all your real estate needs. Just call 208-888-4128. Joan, the Germans were the uh, first to use small animals as a prediction tool for spring forecast. But instead of using a groundhog to predict the weather, they favored another animal. Which animal was it that the Germans favored? They favored the badger. It's not the badger. Keep keep trying, Joan. 208-336-3700. Josh, Germans, first to use small animals to predict the weather in the uh, spring. Didn't use uh, groundhog, though. They had a, another favored animal. What did they use originally? The prairie dog? Prairie dog, uh, another good guess. No, that's not yeah, it. That's not it. Uh, Sean, Germans, first... Were the uh, first to use small animals to predict the uh, weather. However, they didn't use groundhogs like we do here in America. They used something else as their favored animal. What was it? Also, so I'm going to switch it up, but I want to say a snake. A snake. Um, yeah, that's a guess, um, but that's not <laughs> that's not right. Keep trying, Robert. What was the uh, favored German animal that they used to uh, try to predict the uh, springtime? That was a bear. Bear is also another good guess. All right, one more. But, but we not, might not have a winner. That's but, not it. But not correct. Yeah, Not it. All right, final one. Who's this? Oh, this is Mike from Middleton. All right, Mike from Middleton. Um, what was the favored animal that Germans used originally to help predict the weather? Oh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you want to take a guess? <laughs> no. All right. Um, no winner. That, okay, the the bad news is there's no winner. The yeah. good news is there's no winner because we still have to give away this $50 gift certificate. So coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, you won't have to answer a stupid question or anything like that. You just uh, listen in. We'll tell you when to call and be caller number six. And, and the correct answer correct, was? correct answer is hedgehog. Germans originally favored the hedgehog to help them predict the uh, weather. So no winner yes. today for our damn near impossible question. Then it's fur is wet. It is raining outside. <laughs> uh, so coming up, stick around. We still are going to give away that $50 gift certificate. We'll do that in the 9 o'clock hour. Don't forget, we also have your tickets to the Boise State's Air Force game tomorrow, and we've got multiple th- tickets. We have our ticket that we were giving away, plus Kenny brought in some tickets that we'll be giving away this morning, too. So if you haven't texted yet, text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700, and we'll uh, choose a few of those at random to get the pair of tickets for you tomorrow morning. Stick around news next. And then after news, Democratic Representative Nate Roberts, District 29 in Pocatello, will be in here in the studio with us talking about the Idaho legislature and business going on this week, followed up at about 845 with Republican Representative Jason Monks of District 22 in Meridian. That's all on the way here on News Talk KBOI. News Talk KBOI covers the Idaho legislature, all of the issues, all of the debates. Today we have Idaho State Representatives joining Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 836 I'm Mike Casper, Chris Walton in, and with us this morning, I'd like to welcome in Democratic Representative Nate Roberts, District 29 in Pocatello, uh, is in his first term in the House, and is also a member of the House Agricultural Affairs Committee, member of the House Commerce and Human uh, Resources Committee, and member of the House Health and Welfare Committee. Welcome in this morning. 
Well, thanks for having me. So we were just talking uh, off air uh, a little bit, and I would like to ask you about that because um, obviously everybody in the legislature, it's a part-time job for everybody. You're an electrician uh, by trade, but um, some of the things that you deal with in the legislature uh, have to do with jobs, and we've been talking a lot about that this morning because of the huge uh, jobs report that came out for the United States. Talk a little bit about the economy uh, here in Idaho because that goes into budgeting and everything that you guys have to it, decide also. It, it absolutely does. And how How is the uh, economy, jobs, everything comparing to the rest of the country here in Idaho? Well, obviously, Idaho is a, you know, one of the fastest growing states in the nation. That's been both a, a good thing and a bad thing. You know, it's difficult to find affordable housing because a lot of people are coming in and, you know, finding the, the best price they can get for a home, and that drives prices up. We've seen that for the last decade, though. Um, we are looking at a tremendous uptick for jobs availability, especially in the construction world, uh, six, five to 6,000 people at the Micron project when it, uh, tops out, um, 12 to 1500 people at the meta project. And those are just the two large projects in the state. We've got a number of smaller projects. Uh, there's going to be some upgrades made at Chibani in Twin Falls. Uh, that's going to take some individuals. And what this is doing is this is going to create an uplift on the wages in the state. And that's going to be a really good thing for working people because as, uh, you know, people like myself come, come over to work in Boise for, you know, $60 an hour at, at, at Micron, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot more availability right. across the state. So For the, the people who don't have a, a good income, you guys talked yesterday, I guess, about Medicaid expansion. Medicaid expansion was uh, was the 419 bill that we talked about yesterday mm-hmm. in health, house, health, and welfare. And you know, there's always a look at that Medicaid budget is is uh, you know very large. I think they're asking is uh, 4.6 to 4.8 billion dollars this year in that budget. Uh, but you know, a majority of that is actual actually federal mm-hmm. money coming into the state. So the total cost overall for the for the state is roughly between 800 million and a billion dollars and uh you know that's coming out of a several different funds not all of that's coming out of the general fund mm-hmm. tax dollars but you know the importance behind medicaid and, and in particular medicaid expansion is you know as we know there's a number of low wage workers in our state that uh, need have access to health care and you know when you're making under the federal poverty level, level or at 138%, which I believe is right around, uh, well, for a family of four, it's between six and $7,000, you know, so, wow. well, and, well, and, and annually, I mean, those numbers are moving up because, you know, the economy here in the state is also, um, you know, bringing those numbers up. So it get it gets harder to make a living in Idaho for those at the bottom of the economy because, Wages going up, if their wages aren't going up, then, you know, they struggle a little bit more. Is this doable for the state? Can we? Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, uh, Department of Health and Welfare actually, you know, they're doing the best that they can given what they have. You know, mm-hmm. in 2009, uh, Department of Health and Welfare had a total of 290 to 300 people working in that department. Now they're down to 213. Mm-hmm. So while that budget that they manage is almost doubled, and of course, we're seeing population increase across the state. That job has actually become harder right. for the department to do. And so, you know, when they're when we're looking at how they operate, 
you know, you can imagine their caseload is, is doubled, but their availability, you know, people doing the work mm-hmm. has actually reduced by 70 yeah. people. So it becomes very difficult. They haven't asked uh, for an additional 28 people uh, to add to their group to help them manage some of these issues, to be able to actually go through the contracts that they have in place and be able to make sure that those contracts are being uh, effectively applied mm-hmm. and that we're getting the services that we're paying for as a state from the uh, contractors that we're using. So it's really important to make sure that we have people available to do the work. And that's one of the issues we see across the state, right? Employees, employers all over the state are finding it difficult to hire people. Right. And so, you know, that what drives the raise in wages. Right. You know, so trying to attract people in, uh, you know, some of the social issues that we deal with at the state may create an issue where people don't want to come here or maybe they're looking to leave, especially our youth. Um, it gets harder in the job market because those like myself, you know, and they're reaching their retirement age. Right. We're not we're not looking to go back to school to learn how to do the highly technical jobs that, you know, many of the youth are right. doing now. So. And we're just looking to find a job that we can make a decent wage at and be able to make a, an appropriate living. So You had a couple of uh, bills that passed the House and are now headed to the uh, Senate uh, this week. Let's, let's go ahead. I don't know how much time we're going to have here, but I want to hit on the uh, one that's been getting a lot of discussion, um, not just within the legislature, but around the state and even here on uh, our radio station. And that's the bill allowing armed teachers and staff uh, in schools um, here in Idaho, um, is is there? First of all, did you vote for this or against it? I'll ask you that question first. I don't want to assume. Right. So I voted against this particular bill. Uh, the reason why is because we already have programs in place where local school districts and local communities can have control over that particular situation to allow for individuals, teachers, uh, employees in the school to be able to conceal carry with the appropriate licensing and with approval of the school board and the school district. So, you know, it's this bill takes away a little bit of that local control because now there's a minimum standard and so they're they're kind of forced to say, well, the state has set this lower standard, so we have to accept that. So we still, they still have the, uh, they will still know who right. is carrying, but rather than being able to set their own standards and require, you know, a, maybe a higher level of training, for example, you know, the concealed carry enhanced permit um, is is relatively limited. The one thing that I find disturbing on that, honestly, is uh, you know, there's no, you get that license, you you own that license for five years, and. You know, during that time, there's no requirement to keep training. There's no requirement to, you know, maintain a certain standard. Um, there's not even a requirement for a drug test. It asks on the permit application, you know, or do you use marijuana or are you, you know, addicted or to any illicit drugs or illegal drugs? But yet, Does that's any, just a yes or no question. Right. Does anyone ever say yes? Probably well, not. <laughs> probably not. Exactly. Well, Hunter Biden didn't, and uh, then he was dumb enough to make a video about it. But um, is there any any way um, 
in this bill, is this just a, a, a non-starter for you, or is this a way to make this bill better that you would say, all right, I could I could go with that? There's there's always ways to make bills better. Better know? enough that you would say, yes, I can get behind this. Right. I mean, there, there you can do that, you know, that, but that takes conversation and compromise, and, you know, frankly, that sometimes, you know, when you have a supermajority in place, uh, they don't have to come to yeah. the super minority and have those conversations. They do what they want and then expect us to vote. For <laughs> you're, it. you're just so. lucky to play in their sandbox. Well, right? sometimes <laughs> you feel that way. Uh, Democratic Representative uh, Nate Roberts, District 29 in Pocatello. Uh, thanks for coming in for a few minutes and talking this morning. Uh, appreciate it. We'll let you get back to work. Absolutely. Thank All you right. very much. Uh, we'll take a break. It's 845. When we come back, Republican Representative Jason Monks, District 22 in Meridian, will be with us. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your answer. Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. When the steel frame of the hangar under construction collapsed, a crane was being used. People were trapped inside. Rescue teams had to extricate victims out, including those who were killed when it collapsed. Today, Boise police and OSHA are investigating what made it come down. Jason Monks was uh, due to be in with us, but uh, he either had something much more important or uh, <laughs> forgot, may, yeah, overslept. He, he may be tied up in committee, too, so um, that happens. Yeah, if you see uh, Jason Monks running around not doing uh, much of anything, say, Hey, dude, you were supposed to be on the radio right now, um, but uh, I, I guess he missed his chance. Um, so, but the show must, of course, go on. Um, one of the parts that we wanted to get to this morning was giving you a, a, an update on the building collapse earlier this week. Big D Builders Incorporated is the general contractor on the hangar that collapsed Wednesday. Um, they have previously had four OSHA violations in the past 10 years, according to the U.S. Department of Labor records. OSHA, by the way, stands for Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Uh, by the way, uh, I mentioned that they've had four violations in the past, and I don't want that to elude in any way, shape, or form that they did something wrong here. Um, I'm just bringing that up because OSHA is going to be investigated. As a matter of fact, OSHA has been on site since Wednesday night, beginning their investigation, um, which will be a uh, long, complicated process. Um, but I did want to give you the update on some of the things uh, the, that have happened since Wednesday. Um, the names of the victim or the people who were killed um, had not been released until today. And just a few minutes ago, um, they were released. Debbie uh, McAllister, who was in our newsroom this morning, um, has the names, ages uh, of those three that were killed. Right. One is a 24-year-old, and he is from Nampa. His name was Mariano Co-Och. And the second one was a 32-year-old from Nampa, and that name is Mario Sante-Tiz. And then the third one is 59-year-old Craig Durant from Boise. And mm-hmm. they were all, uh, it was an accident and traumatic blunt force injuries. Yeah. Nine other people were injured. Five of those are still in uh, critical condition here in local area hospitals. David Kearns, area director of the Boise uh, OSHA office, told the Idaho Press yesterday that two OSHA employees responded to the incidents um, Wednesday night and that the Boise office is getting support from the national and regional OSHA offices. Kearns also said that OSHA's investigation will be complex and that there will be a lot of evidence that they have to collect, so it's not going to happen quickly. OSHA, though, by law, 
has to issue its findings within six months of the occurrence of any violation. So that, we're, that we're, even we're, seems like a long time, doesn't it? it? Well, it depends. I mean, it depends on. I mean, because when you get something like this, there's a lot that goes into that investigation, yeah. and you basically have to put everything back together. It's amazing to me that they can. And I really equate this when you see, like for instance, a plane crash. They're able to put that plane right. back together with the pieces that they find to figure out exactly what I happened, mean, and that's kind of what they're going to be having to do here. They're like, you know, forensic, forensic uh, detectives. They, yeah. Uh, yeah. They just reconstruct what happened. Uh, the 39,000-square-foot steel hangar was under construction. Dozens of people, by the way, were working uh, on site. Um, some people had hypothesized that uh, they had cranes that were on there and thought maybe the cranes were too heavy. At the time the building collapsed, the crane company said all the cranes, with the exception of one, had already left the property. So they, they had done their job, and they had one more crane that was there to put an end piece uh, on the property um, as it collapsed. So, And mm. the cranes weren't on the building, apparently. They were um, outside the building. So part of the problem was the... The building wasn't finished, and uh, there were heavy winds that day. Yeah. Yes, very. And uh, they said that the crane collapsed because the building fell on it, the one that was okay. left. Not so, the other way around. So, no. So the crane didn't cause it. That's right. That's so. that's what I've heard as okay. of right now. So that's the uh, latest information that we uh, has, have as of right now. Um, the names have been released once again uh, of the uh, people who were killed in the accident. And uh, as more information comes in, of course, we'll be covering it here on News Talk KBOI. Debbie, thank you coming in out of the newsroom and sharing that with us this morning. It is Open Phones Friday once again today, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Friday, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Except for commercials. We already did that in the first uh, 45 hour, hour and 45 minutes of the yeah, show. We, this we, we've had enough fun. <laughs> um, also, don't forget, right now we are taking your text. You got about uh, 55 more minutes to go. Uh, if you want to text Broncos, thanks to Kenny from Cloverdale Plumbing for dropping off um, extra tickets that we'll be giving away. We were just going to give away one final pair of tickets, but no, now we have extra tickets we're giving away this morning. So if you'd like those tickets, and this is for tomorrow's game, keep in mind that if you do win, you will have to pick up your tickets before close of business today, which is five o'clock so if you want to text and go to the game text broncos right now to 208-336-3700 uh email in uh from dave said this and this is dave who's bringing up i said you need to be more specific and unfortunately we only talked to one uh of our legislators this morning dave said i would like to see food costs lowered across the board from cost of fertilizer to cost of equipment and anything that would raise the price of food that we all need at least the staples, meat, potatoes, vegetables, dairy, all the junk food can cost whatever it wants. The government can pay down the expense to farmers and ranchers so it's not passed on to us except one lump sum tax per person. So just one-way tax that we pay anyway instead of the tax, 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 tax all that we can, so that we can all afford a good meal. Uh, I will say the government does support farmers to keep prices down. 
That's subsidies, you know. Yeah, uh, we'll take a break. More of your phone. Day from 10 to 1. It's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It was a privately owned hangar that was under construction at the Boise Airport. A crane was being used and the rigid steel structure had been built when something went wrong and it collapsed, killing the victims. Boise Fire Operations Chief Aaron Hummel. I don't know what caused it. Uh, but I can tell you that it was a, a pretty uh, global collapse that occurred. The main structural members uh, came down. It was fairly catastrophic. His team spent Wednesday night notifying victims' family members. Hmm. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, we have a listener who doesn't like uh, facts. Says, uh, you're a jerk for mentioning that there have been four previous OSHA violations. You didn't name the violations, the severity, or whether they're even accurate. OSHA is a government organization that is frequently wrong or ridiculous in their charges. How dare you paint the company in a negative light without someone from the company there to defend it? You disgust me. The previous violations could be meaningless as far as this collapse is concerned. Do you even know? I think you owe the company an apology. Um, The first thing I would say is clean the poop out of your ears because apparently you missed the fact that I said don't read into the fact that they have had four previous OSHA violations where they have been fined up to $21,000. I said, don't read into that, that that has any difference on this investigation. So I don't know how you missed that part, but maybe you just heard or wanted to comment on the things that you didn't like. If you get a chance, though, you know, write us back and tell us when they shut down your operation. The <laughs> the other things that I read were facts. It, it OSHA did put out fines. They have received four fines in the last four years. Those are facts. The reason I didn't read the actual um, reasons that they were fined is because they make no difference on this particular case. Mm -hmm. They may, it could be something that they were fined for in the past. It might not be. The investigation is underway. I don't owe them apology because all I said were the actual facts. These are fines that have been leveled by OSHA. Now, if you know differently and the Idaho Press was reporting incorrect information, then please let us know um, because it, this is information that came from the Idaho Press. And, again, it is a fact that they have had these violations or been charged with them by OSHA. And if you read into that, that... You know, we were saying that clearly they're a bad company because they've had all these OSHA violations. That's not what we meant, but you know, I'm, I'm it's sorry. Not that, even what we said. I'm sorry that you know you uh, uh, in, inferred that from what we implied. <laughs> Lewis from Boise, listening on ninety three point one FM this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. I just wanted to make a comment real quick about uh, the structure failure that happened at the airport. First of all, condolences to the family. Um, who lost some family members because nobody ever wants to get that kind of news. You know, nobody ever wants to get that kind of news. But, um, you know, I work in construction. And every day when we wake up in the morning, you know, after a while, you you do it for so long, I've done it for 20-plus years, you kind of forget about the danger of the job. Um, I do underground work. Uh, we, We sometimes lay pipe, you know, 27, 26, 28 feet deep. You know, and the goal every day is to go home together as a, as a team because we become a family. Now, as far as the structure, um, 
you know, that day we actually had some cranes working pretty close to that building. Um, they ended up shutting down our job because the winds were so bad um, that, you know, it was kind of, it was dangerous. It was just dangerous. Uh, the crane operator said, you know what, and everybody on the ground said, you know what, let's just stop. Um, that's just not safe. You know, uh, we they've made the comment that, the, you know, the crane operators had no fault. I, I can't say they did. Nobody knows that, you know, uh, OSHA will figure that out. You know, but the winds that day were bad. You know, those beams that were on that building could have been four, five, six feet wide. Um, and when the wind blows that hard, those things become a parachute. And everybody knows when if you do steel buildings or work around them, um, you never tighten them down all the way because you have to plumb the building. You have to square the mm-hmm. building up. So if it becomes a parachute and the wind's blowing that hard, all it takes is for those beams to tweak a little bit and something like this can happen. You know, it could have been nature, you know, force of nature that caused it. Nobody really knows. OSHA will figure that out. Yeah. You know, they'll do their investigation. But um, the the guy that sent that email about how, you know, OSHA's violations are not, you know, they're not they're whatever, you know, some of them are petty. You're right. They are. Some of them are, but they're petty to, to protect us. Um, because if we don't have anybody protecting us as far as our danger, then who's going to? You know, somebody can make a simple mistake, and these rules were actually implemented because people were making mistakes. Guys were being careless, and that's why they're so strict. You know, I hate when people call in and say, you know, stuff like that, because if you don't work out here, then you don't know the danger. You don't know the danger of what happened. I've been in a trench 23 feet deep when the bank is caved off, Ooh. and the only thing that saved me was my trench box. Mm. Now, if I would have been two feet outside the box, I wouldn't be going home. And that the my trench wife, box, by the way, is an OSHA regulation, correct? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one thing I do know is that I've been working this job for 20-some years. And sorry, i got to start my machine. Um, for 20-some years, and to this day, my wife has no idea what I do. She doesn't know that, the danger of my job. I refuse for her to know. Um, Interesting. So she won't worry, huh? So she doesn't worry. Yes, so she doesn't worry. She knows that, you know, she has an idea what I do, but she still to this day doesn't know exactly. She's never been out to one of my job sites. And mind you, we've been married 14 years, and she still has never been out to one of my job sites. Wow. So... People that don't know. Hopefully she's not listening to the radio right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, So people who call in and don't know the facts, you know, have never been out here. They've never dealt with the dangers. They've never seen people get hurt. I've seen people get, you know, hurt really bad, ran over by excavators. You know, things happen. And you, you forget that when you sign up for this line of work, whether you're 20 feet deep or 20 feet up in the air, there is a danger. There is a danger. And you have to realize that every single day, you may not go home, you know, and it's just part of the nature of the beast. It is what it is. Lewis, thank you for the call. Appreciate you uh, sharing that uh, with us this morning. And who knows, uh, maybe you shared it with your wife, too, after all these years. But um, <laughs> thanks for sharing it with our listeners. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. And I, I, I mean, I know what he's talking about. My brother owns a construction uh, company. And some of you uh, have told the story at times before on the radio because it happened one morning while I was on the radio. Um, he was knocked off a three-story uh, grain bin that they were uh, building, and he should have died because if you if you fall off three stories, the chances of you living not real great. Um, he ended up living through it. He's probably going to have problems with things that he broke for the rest of his life, but at least he is still alive. And it, it, he's right. It's like when you work in that stuff, 
you t- you start to take it for granted. Yeah. You don't you don't remember day in and day out how dangerous it is. And I mean, there are jobs. And there's no way I could do it. The way he described it too. I, I mean, I I've never obviously built a building in my life, but just like if you put together a cabinet or something, if you tighten uh, some of the screws or whatever first you may find out you have to loosen them later because mm-hmm. you have to you know, line up the whole thing and the, the door won't close, whatever it is. And so it's the same principle. You, you have to kind of leave things a little bit loose until, it's, until you're ready to tighten them all down at the same time. Yeah. Thanks for the call. 208-336-3700. Uh, you can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Uh, email uh, on affordable food, and I had just mentioned before it went to break at the top of the hour because one of our listeners um, who claims, and who knows, this may be the same person writing back, says, okay, I, I said that food is already subsidized so to make it affordable for people. Uh, this person writes in, so if food is already subsidized, why can't I afford to feed my family a decent meal? The savings they may get are just turning to more profit for someone. That's what I'm trying to address. Profiting off the food we all need to stay alive should not be allowed or that the very least capped so we can all eat healthy food at very affordable prices. Well, we are capitalists, though, in this country. So all those things that are necessary for us to live under our current uh, system do cost money. If you can't make a profit, why would somebody supply you with milk? If you're doing it to lose money, you can't do it for very long. Nobody's not. Nobody's going to do it to lose money. Um, you know. So yeah, you have to make a profit so that you can afford to feed your family. Um, but I, I'll give you an example. Like if if. The government did not subsidize some of our foods. For instance, milk, you'd probably be paying $10, $12 a gallon for milk. Instead, you can find it for 2 $3. If you're going to pay that much, you, you better live in Hawaii. Yeah. Eggs, for instance, you know, you can find for a couple bucks. Eggs would be $8, $10 if it wasn't subsidized. subsidized. Beef and pork uh, also fall in, uh, under that bread. A loaf of bread would cost you seven, eight bucks, uh, if, if the, uh, farmers were not subsidized to be able to grow that to make it affordable. If it was, if it was a fair market value price being paid for some of those products, um, we would either have to be paid a whole lot more money for our jobs or you wouldn't be able to eat a lot of that food. Um, so that was kind of the point I was making. It's 9.15. We'll take a break here. Uh, if you're on the line, say where you're at. I'll promise I'll get to you. It's open phone. It's Friday. We'll talk about what you want to talk about today. Could be something on subject or something that you've been holding on to all week long. You want to get off your chest. Now's your chance to do it. Give us a call or email right now. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 920, uh, our sweet deals. We had two of them today. Uh, If you waited until now to go to KBOI.com, you missed out on the Locking Horns Riverside Restaurant once again this morning um, in Horseshoe Bend. That's gone. If you want the Tropical Smoothie Cafe, there are only 34 left. 34. And by the way, um, all of us got a chance to try out Tropical Smoothie Cafe smoothies and food yesterday. Really good. And yep, they, they, don't, they do more than just smoothies, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do uh, breakfasts, lunch, and dinners. They do wraps. They have a vegetarian menu. They're, uh, uh, I'm not a they, huge yogurt fan, but their yogurt was really good yesterday. Yeah, yogurt with uh, granola and fruit and stuff in it. Uh, really good. Yeah, so if you want to take advantage, there are only 30 
four left. Go to KBOI.com, click on the sweet deal. Lockheed Horn's uh, Riverside Restaurant, gone as of right now. Mike and Middleton listening on 670 AM this morning. It's Open Phones Friday. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Hi, good morning, everyone. Uh, I just wanted to advise the listeners about a postage stamp scam from China. What? What they're, yeah, they're uh, making copies of U.S. postage stamps and leading us to believe that they are uh, discontinued stamps that the post office is selling at half price. So how, a, many, so how many did it's, you buy? It scams collectors then. Uh, well, no, you can't even use them for stamp collectors because they're phony. They're uh, clones or copies, however right. you want to call it. So how many did you buy? I bought uh, five, uh, not pages, but just uh, strips. Oh, how much and, How uh, much did you end up losing? $26, and then also a uh, $0.12 cent currency conversion fee. And what happened was I kept getting these pop-up ads on any website, and so I clicked on it, and I bought uh, just five of the, um, not pages, but strips. Right. And then um, uh, I was over at the post office, and I asked a lady there about the uh, discounted stamps, and she said, no, they, those are phony, they're fraudulent, you cannot use them. And if we find a customer that has the phony postage on it, we can and will throw that package or the letter in the trash. All right. So uh, thank you. Thank you for the warning. Appreciate it. Uh, sorry you got scammed. I guess it could have been worse. and be, could have been way more than $29. But appreciate you sharing uh, that story uh, with us this morning. Watch out for the postal scam. And, and, and that's kind of funny because every now and then you hear a story about Somebody who uh, you know just draws or paints a stamp on uh, an envelope and it actually goes through. Hmm. So I, don't, I guess they don't catch all of them. Rick, uh, Rich, and Boise listening on six seventy AM. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Well, uh, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about the war on drugs. Uh, remember Bill Bennett and the drugs are. Yeah. Well, since since that war on drugs started for the for the first thirty years. Incarceration rates went up 1,216%. The drug problem got worse. From 1990 to 2005, we were building a new prison on average every 10 days. The drug problem got worse. Uh, Making mandatory sentences and longer sentences does nothing to stop people from overdosing. You know, blaming China, blaming Mexico does nothing to stop the drug problem. It just keeps getting worse. Is there there a solution to this? You know, because in Oregon, they they decriminalized things, and it didn't seem to... It was an experiment. Well, they just declared emergency. They basically just said that, uh, well, it turned out that experiment didn't work either. I just wonder, is there a happy medium somewhere? Well, yeah, their their problem was that all of a sudden you start seeing the people. Anyway, I don't want to get into Oregon's thing. Okay. Uh, I mean, you can look to you can look to European countries. They don't seem to have the number of people in prison. They don't seem to have the drug problems. You know, I, I would look to how they do it because our 
our system has been a total failure for 50 years. It, it's, it just got worse and worse and worse. Is what it does, what it does when you make, when you start putting tougher penalties on drugs, it makes the price go up. It's capitalism. The price goes up, so profits go up, so the incentive goes up. Mm. That's 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 one of the reasons I see why it it doesn't work. So we need you affordable know, drug, uh, drugs. <laughs> well, well, no. See, you're, you're you're being sarcastic, but you want to just keep doing the same thing that hasn't ever worked. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I understand that. That's why Chris asked you, "What do you think would work?" Yeah. Well, I, I and I didn't say we want affordable drugs. No. I was just telling you one of the things why why what we're doing doesn't work. Right. Because it just it just incentivizes. I mean, it'd be the same thing with with anything. You make any product rare that people want, the price is going to go up. It's you know that's that's the whole premise behind this. How do we make but, people? I mean, how, how do we make people not want them? Well, you're not going to make people not want them. But the European countries, they they address it. They address their drug problem as a health problem instead of a criminal problem. Pretty much. All right. And, uh, you know, they, they don't just keep increasing sentences and they have less, they have, compare our crime rates to, to most European countries, you know, that aren't in some sort of a civil war, but compare our crime rates and our drug rates, uh, you know, and, uh, well, Oregon's drug rates are very similar to Idaho. So it's not like the conservative method is working any better. And they just want to go back to this. They're going back to the same thing that they tried, you know, 40, 45 years ago, increasing sentences, mandatory sentences, and they just cause more problems. You end up putting somebody in jail for long periods of time, and it it doesn't. It's like It's like stronger sentences for murders don't stop murders. Stronger sentences for drug selling and stuff don't stop the drug selling. So you you, you don't think stronger thing. sentences for murders is a deterrent to murder? Uh, no, capital punishment is no deterrent to murder. None no. whatsoever. Well, it, it, sometime no. back, sometime back, they were discussing mm-hmm. uh, capital punishment for drug dealers, and somebody brought up the fact that they don't think drug dealers are afraid to die. <laughs> That's probably true, considering that the drugs can kill. Now, you. I'm not talking about you know the guy on the corner selling a little weed. I'm talking about yeah, you know the ones who like the the, the cartels and whatnot. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. yeah. I, and I mean, they know that so many people are getting killed by fentanyl. They don't care, and they say, "But this is your this is your consumer. They're, they're your customer." And it's like we can get more consumers. This is a uh, an acceptable loss when we mm. lose a customer because they die on our fentanyl. There's going to be another customer to take that person's place. We're running late on time. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. 934-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Once again, don't forget, we have tickets to the Broncos game tomorrow. Taking on Air Force, uh, another big game. There is a possibility that after tomorrow, if they win their game, they could be tied for first place because uh, U- Utah State is taking on San Diego State 
uh, tomorrow, which is not going to be uh, an easy game. So uh, if you would like to be there free, I'd like to say thank you to Kenny at Cloverdale Plumbing. He has given us a couple pair of tickets that we'll be giving away this morning. Final uh, minutes here. we got about 20 more minutes. If you want to text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700, you can get one of our pair of tickets that we will be giving away this morning at random from all of our texts. Um, we had to go to break there at news um, just before... Uh, and, and it didn't get a said. I just want to say that I completely disagree um, with Rich uh, about that punishment for murders is not a deterrent. I, I don't believe that 100%. And I'll use the same example I used yesterday. Um, if there was no fine for driving 80 to 90 miles per hour for me personally, if I didn't risk losing my license, um, if uh, having speeding tickets that were too many or raising interest rate or raising insurance rates rather, um, I would speed. I would absolutely do it because I love driving fast. But because there is the fines, the chance that I can uh, get a huge fine, chance I could use my lose my license or not be able to afford insurance anymore, that's the deterrent to me to not speed. So you're right. It, it, one part of it you can say you're right in that it's not a, ter- a deterrent for some people. Some people are just going to be bad people and murder people, but it isn't a deterrent for a lot of people because if there was no deterrent, I probably would have killed there, somebody um, in my family by now. There are people who don't think about the deterrent no. because they're pretty sure they can get away with stuff, and quite often they do. You know, those people don't watch Snapped or Law and & Order. And <laughs> you know, most, most criminals who are arrested, it's not the first time they ever committed a crime. It's no. just the first time they got caught. Um, Dale Shackelford, uh, listening, uh, I don't know if he's listening on AM, FM, online, but he is calling us from prison this morning. Hey, Dale. Morning. Yeah, I'm listening on the, uh, on the FM side, gentlemen. Okay. Uh, and I get a very good signal out here amongst the, uh, concrete and steel. So. <laughs> Great. Um, so I'm wondering if a whole bunch of Idaho laws, um, are not valid. And I mention that because under Article 2, Section 15 of the Idaho Constitution, uh, all the bills that are passed through each of the chambers of both House and Senate, uh, they're required to be read aloud at length, section by section in their respective bodies. Uh, And they're not doing it. They're actually... uh, a lot of the legislators are, are standing up saying, I request unanimous consent to dispense with further reading of the bill, and that the journal, which is the, the journal of the House and Senate, show that it has been read three times at length, section by section, and is properly before the body for final consideration. So what they're doing effectively is they're pulling an end run around the Idaho Constitution and fault, basically falsifying the journal. And if that's the case and it violates the Constitution, then the laws that have been passed in that manner would be unconstitutional. And when they, when they call for unanimous consent, though, does, does that not override that? Well, according to the Constitution, as I'm reading, and again, this is the Idaho Constitution, right. in Article 2, Section 15, it says that it shall be read at length, section by section, which you know, is the mandatory versus the discretionary language. Right. Uh, And if they're knowingly, actively, and and intentionally falsifying the journal by saying, well, let the journal show that it has been read, and it hasn't, 
I mean, I watch it on, on PBS, on Idaho Public Television. I watch when they, they uh, introduce and pass and, and debate these bills. And it's been going on for years. In fact, uh, I'm, I'm looking at an article that I wrote back in, in uh, February of 2018 on this very subject. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't have an answer for you, but thanks for bringing it up. Appreciate the call. Thanks for listening. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, email in says, drug dealers, murderers aren't afraid to die. Huh? That's why there's never-ending stream of death row inmates filing appeals. Give me a break. Uh, no, you, you misinterpreted what we were talking about. Um, you have a chance of dying in a shootout or a chance of dying in somebody defending them. Um, the, the filing appeals usually comes from lawyers, ACLU, um, that, that type of thing. Um, and what it, I mean by, you know, the drug dealers not being afraid to die is in many of the bigger, uh, in many of the bigger operations, they kind of kill each other by the dozens every day. Yeah. And you know that that's a, that's and, a risk, right? Yeah. When you go into that business, you know, it's a risk, but it, the, the, the rewards are very high if you don't get caught. And so they just figure, hey, I won't get caught. You also know going into it that if you're going to use drugs, that there's a better chance than not uh, than if you don't use drugs that you're going to die from either an overdose, a bad dose, maybe you get and yet, uh, something fentanyl laced with fentanyl, and, and yet that doesn't seem to stop people no. from doing it either. Yeah, that do, that's I think that's the point. It doesn't go into the death row whether or not you get caught and then put on death row, because a, a small number of people who murder don't end up or end up on death row. I mean, it's a minority of people ending up on death row who end up getting charged and found guilty with, with murder. It's not the majority of murderers that end up on death row. Joe writes in and says, Idaho has long ranked last or near last among states in spending per pupil, and it spends the least on school infrastructure per student, according to the most recent reports. School districts across the state struggle to pass bonds one of the few ways they can get funds to repair and replace their buildings because Idaho requires two-thirds of voters for a bond to pass. Most states require a simple majority, or 60%. So if you want a good education for your kids, better be in Boise, which has a solid education system where bonds almost always pass. That was Joe. Thank you, Joe. Clay Out West writes in, I love it when people refer to European nations as an example of how to do it writer but never provide any proof, any news, or any statistical proof. Google news from Europe, and I Googled news from Europe, and guess what? They have problems as well. As for capital punishment, let me point out, a killer who is executed will never kill again. If that isn't a deterrent, I don't know what is. I would guess most of them don't plan to kill again. <laughs> yeah, but if you, take them, if you take them out of this life, they're not going to have a chance to do it, so I, I, mean, get your, I do get your point. Somebody who murders somebody isn't necessarily a serial killer. John writes in, all scams, emails, etc. An easy rule I use, if someone I don't know emails me, texts me in any form, I block it. Delete, period. Bottom line, if I didn't engage them first, I won't correspond, period. I don't care how many millions of dollars an uh, Arabic uh, sheik wants to give me and definitely don't click on a (laughs) generic email that sounds scary but has no specifics. Be aware that malware can be embedded in a PDFs, picture, etc. If you open them, you're at risk of loading that malware, Trojan. 
Salty Dad writes in, uh, gentlemen, good morning. I wanted to take a second and thank the machine and mountain-moving men of this world. Without them, the woke would no longer have anywhere to protest because these men build the very important infrastructures that those who would have it torn down protest. Times like this underscore the fact that we need to take care of our boys and help them grow into men of tomorrow because without those fearless men running the into danger without hesitation, who would have to come to the rescue? Um, who does come to the rescue? Um, selfless men, big, gnarly, burly, salty, God-fearing, family-loving men. That's from Salty Dad. Well, it makes it sound like every first responder is, is uh, not woke, and I know some of them that totally are. Well, and you got there's also uh, first responders that are women too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, text message in at two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred says, uh, "Remember the old pictures of guys walking on skyscraper beams in New York City back in the forties and fifties? No safety harnesses, nothing to prevent uh, fall to the pavement hundreds of feet below." Yeah, I, I I've mm-hmm. seen those pictures. Um, and Did you ever see a picture of a guy who fell off one of those? It's not pretty. I've never seen a picture of that. Uh, and by the way, the reason that you're not able to do that anymore, the reason that you're not allowed to make your employees do that anymore, OSHA. OSHA, they have strict falling regulations so that you are protected from falling off buildings. Um, I want to say it's above 15 feet. Um, I'm trying to remember. My brother and I had a conversation about this. Uh, he owns a construction company, and, and they have certain rules that, protect workers who work above uh, 15 feet in the air so that they have to have, and you can be fine if you don't follow those particular OSHA inspections. And it's expensive. I mean, furnishing all that stuff, that costs more for the companies, um, you know, that had those jobs that put up those buildings to do. They didn't want to do it because it took money out of their pocket. They were forced to do it by government agencies like OSHA. Koo writes in and says, uh, I'm becoming disillusioned. It's already the second day of February, and no Kenny from Cloverdale Plumbing message. I know someone out there is waiting. Well, yeah, we, we talked about this uh, earlier. This is why people are writing in about Kenny. Somebody called and complained about the commercials, and then uh, about, was it a dozen people called? and <laughs> said, I love and, those and commercials. Said, I love He's those commercials. Be quiet. Kenny's fantastic. <laughs> love the stories he tells. Uh, I like his commercials, too. 945, we'll take a break. One more segment on the way. It's Open Phones Friday. If you want to get through, final chance to do that. Also, final chance. If you want to get those Boise State Bronco tickets, text Broncos right now to 208-336-3700. And we still have uh, 20-some of the sweet deals. Now, one of them sold out. Uh, the sweet deal for Locking Horns Riverside Restaurant is gone. Tropical Smoothie still has. Let me do a quick refresh here, and I'll give you the exact number. Uh, 22 left as of right now. There are 35 about seven, eight minutes ago. So there's 22 left. You want to take advantage of those deals? Go to KBOI.com. Click on the Sweet Deal link. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 949, it is Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Jerry uh, in California writes in. Mike at KBOI.com says, I live in Southern California and don't have much need for Cloverdale plumbing. <laughs> We're still talking about Cloverdale plumbing. Uh, however, the first test of your radio station banter came when I visited and went to Pork Belly in Cuna. Winner, winner, chicken fried steak dinner. <laughs> if I was to win by texting, can my daughter pick up my prize if I was lucky enough to win? Mm-hmm. 
Yes, you can. You can you have your daughter pick it up if you win. So text away, Jerry, in uh, California. Let's see. M writes in and says, I was a ditch worker in Alaska for many years. I've seen some horrible things. Keep construction workers in your thoughts as you complain about bad coffee, uncomfortable chairs, or cold temps in your office. Tradespeople work hard while risking their lives to keep this country moving. They have been some of the smartest and toughest people in my life. Speaking from experience, the best thing to do is move on and keep on building. Yeah, they, they won't stop building, but this is a tragedy that happened. Yeah. Greg and Meridian, listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Well, like I told the Paul screener, I start my day the KBOI way. I love Kenny. I've used him a lot. But here, real quick, like, I just want to kind of end this week in your show by saying we live in one amazing place. Um, you educate us, we live here. We have incredible EMS fire and, and systems, and it proved again. I, I'm a survivor because of the system. So please pray for these people that went to work, much like 9-11, went to work and didn't know what was going to happen that day. But I will say this. We have the best trauma medicine and the best trauma teams and the best people to respond. And and the presence and what I saw out there in the pictures, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a former cop and former fire commander. And, and how ironic that my life is saved by these very people. But I want to I say one thing, if I can, to all the state legislative people who might be listening, and I know a lot do. You need to put a pen to the paper, and you need to fund statewide EMS. You need to fund the ambulance and the fire departments and the paramedics. We need to teach kids coming out of high school to go to the medical school out here and become EMTs and paramedics, people's lives depend on it. And for the legislative people, tend to the paper. Everybody's life depends on it. I drive Highway 55, and it's horrific. But I'm going to tell you, they're going to be the ones that are going to need the EMS, which is not being funded as a line item, budget item. The governor needs to wake up. Every time we travel, I mean, we've got more and more people here. You know what? You need to have that lifeline to save your life or you're not going to have one. Right. And I appreciate I appreciate you guys a lot. But I can tell you, <laughs> I, I, I've i never been so grateful in my life after I got run over by yeah. hit by the car. Yeah. We've got the finest. We've got the finest. You take it for granted until you need it, and you're, then you're thankful. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, Derek writes in. This isn't you, right? Okay. Derek writes in and says, I'm like, Derek, we're right across from each other. You can just say this on the air. Uh, I know so many people who don't work and somehow they're getting by. These are young people who are not independently wealthy or retired. They just don't work. I know many that are on disability for things like anxiety and whatever else, but don't we all have some sort of anxiety? These younger generations are just lazy, and you cannot change my mind. Some do have it much worse than other people, and if you haven't had it, it's hard to understand. Uh, Another text message or email in, Food for Thought writes in, another way to look at stricter punishments is the fact that uh, it makes the bad guy more desperate when they go to bust them. If they know they're going to die after being captured, they'll not go easy, let's just say, and won't care who gets in the way. So by reducing the punishments or eliminating them, it could work the other way around by taking certain death out of the equation. Does that make any sense? It does. Yeah, a little bit. I I don't think you can get rid of 
all detriments or, like I said... I mean, you're not going to get to the point where guys are turning themselves in, but, you know... Yeah. You, could, uh, you do have a point. Keith and Meridian, we've got about 30 seconds. Just like to uh, give a shout-out to the Meridian Methodist men putting on the 76th annual Groundhog Dinner. All right. Tomorrow, 4.30 Are, are they serving 7. Groundhog? They are serving <laughs> Groundhog, yes. Baked <laughs> potatoes, green beans... All righty. It they, is. I right. believe you. I believe you. It sounds delicious. Uh, I hear groundhog is. is nice and tender. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank it you. For, thank you for the uh, call, sharing the information. Uh, Paul, just real quickly, you got about 20 seconds. You're our final caller this morning. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being here every morning for me. I really appreciate it. You're always coming up. Hey, with great that's topics. that's your that's your twenty seconds. <laughs> Thank, no, no, no. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks for being here. All right, we appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> all right. Well, he literally only had twenty seconds, and, he, and, he, and we appreciate all the kind words. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, final chance. If you want to get through to get the sweet deal, kboi.com. I'm going to give you two more minutes. If you want the tickets to the Boise State Air Force game, text in right now Broncos to two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Thanks to Kenny giving us the extra tickets to giveaway this morning and thanks to all of you for taking part in the show again uh, for another week.